Hello and welcome back to the Her Life Blogcast. I'm your host, Rachel Malik, and this week our Olympian theme continues. I've got another Olympian for you this week, female wrestler, medalist, Helen Maroulis. She's from Rockville, Maryland. She wrestled for the bronze medal in Tokyo, and she won golds back in 2016 in Rio. To do so, she dethroned one of the sport's all-time greats, Sora Yoshida, in her final match. But then Helen battled a series of concussions, other injuries, even hospitalizations that made her wrestling career questionable. No one knew if she was going to return, but return she did. She came back to Tokyo to medal again, winning that bronze, which was a huge accomplishment, especially given what she went through. And now she's heading to the Wrestling World Championship. So we caught her in the interim as she was prepping for Worlds on the heels of the Olympics. Hers is a story of perseverance and and really great perspective, and these are values she also applies to her charity work, which I was really excited to get to speak to her about. Helen works very closely with When We Band Together, which is a nonprofit organization that provides safe places for refugees to live and thrive, which is especially important. Her Life will actually be donating $1 per stream of this episode to When We Band Together. And if you'd like to get in on the action, donate on your own, you can absolutely do so. We'd absolutely encourage that. Just go to www.bt.org. You're going to hear more about When We Band Together. You're going to hear more about Helen's experience. Let's get to the interview. Helen, take it away. Hey, Helen, welcome to the show. Sorry, right as you took a drink, that's my fault. <laughs> so sorry, I also swallowed wrong. I was like, <laughs> where she's coming straight from practice, we're getting her fresh in her element. I think it's only going to make this better. I really do. Oh man, thank you. Yes, this is the the real and raw version. <laughs> yes, there we go. We're getting the inside look here today. Thrilled that you're taking the time. We'll go through a couple questions for you. I'm so excited to learn a little bit more and to you know share your story with the audience. But first. Hello, we're gearing up for Worlds, the World Wrestling Championships. How are you doing? How's your schedule? I'm sure it's crazy. Um, I'm doing amazing. You know, we uh, we peaked for the Olympics and then um, I went to Greece for um, two weeks. I just came back, started my training, and uh, I went into my strength program and did my testing, and I actually um, PR'd on, on my jumps. And so they're joking. They're like, I guess you need to go back to Greece and food and sit on the beach in the sun, you know, <laughs> um, that's, that's not how it goes, but yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm holding my peak. Well, I feel great. I'm in great shape. So it's like this, it's a great to be back training for that right now. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's I was going to ask you, what is the main difference between preparing for the Olympics and preparing for worlds? Like, is it kind of one in the same, or do you have different approaches to each of those competitions? Mm-hmm. I mean, overall, it's it's the same in the sense that, you know, you're wrestling and you're probably wrestling a lot of the same people, but mm-hmm. I feel like the Olympics is just maybe a different level of like stress and performance. Like that is the biggest thing you can peak for. Right. And right now the world championships after the Olympics, it's like, it's great and you want to win it, but it's um, the real thing that you want to win is the Olympics. So I, I, I think that adds like a little different layer of tension. I guess. Yeah, totally. No, that's, that's interesting. And obviously, I mean, these two events are never supposed to happen in the same year, let alone back to back, like within the same, what is it like three months or something crazy. So training remains the same, like mentally, are you, how are you, I don't know. How do you not get burnt out? I guess is my question of just having these big pressure filled competitions just on the horizon one after another. Yeah. That's a great question. I think it's interesting because pressure is, is kind of relative. And so for me, um, I, 
uh, for me, it's not a matter of getting burnt out. It's more like, oh my gosh, I worked so hard to get in shape for this tournament. It's actually great to have another one so soon because I don't have to do the process all over again. I'm kind of already in shape. And then uh, I was injured for many years and the goal was always just to come back to wrestling and have a shot to do this again. And so to get to do not only an Olympics, but a world championships in such a short amount of time is honestly a blessing um, for me. Oh yeah, that, that worked right out. We're seeing silver yeah. lines left and right. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, glad to hear for sure. Let's let's go back and talk a little bit more about the Olympics um, from this mm-hmm. summer. Just curious about your experience and then comparing and contrasting from 2016 because obviously it was super different. I talked with Jordan Larson, Team USA volleyball, kind of anticipating the Olympics. Like, what is it going to be like now that it's 2020 after the year of 2020 after pandemic mandates and everything like that. So to start off, I guess, how did you feel the impacts of COVID was the lack of spectators, a big determining factor for you in any way? Are you someone who kind of feeds off the crowd or is it just kind of you, you pull ahead anyway? I think, and I mean, I I saw this in all my teammates as well. I think just knowing that you know, the pandemic shut a lot of things down, shut a lot of businesses down that don't get a second chance or, you know, that haven't recovered. And so for us to just even get the opportunity to compete at the Olympics is such a, such a gift. And that was kind of my motto the whole day was like, today is a gift. And I would have loved, you know, for my family to be there and and for there to be spectators, but I didn't um, really focus on it. You know, once we knew that we weren't going to have it, it was almost like, okay, that's fine. It's still just such a blessing to be able to be here and compete and, uh, yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah. Some great perspective there. Absolutely. I'm curious also just the experience of living in Olympic village and being kind of wrapped up in that. How was that different year to year? And as a follow-up, like, do you even get time to kind of take it in? I have to imagine that there's so much focus on your event. Like, I don't know how much time in my mind, it's like so much mingling and like meeting with team USA. <laughs> I don't know if that's the real Olympic reality. Tell me about your experience. Yeah. So I, uh, in Rio, my, you know, my kind of like motto is I'm not here for vacation I'm, I'm here for business. I'm just here to get the, you know, get this, yeah. this goal and everything. And that's, yeah. that's great. But I almost like, I missed everything in Rio. Like I did uh-huh. opening ceremonies and I, you know, then we trained off campus. We didn't stay at the village. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything. I didn't see anything. I wrestled and then I did media and I went home the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time around, I think I wanted to enjoy things more, but yeah. with COVID, um, you know, we weren't allowed to go to opening ceremonies. We weren't allowed to go to closing ceremonies. And so, um, I didn't really get to go see anything, but I think I took in, um, the experiences with my teammates, the men and the women, you know, we, uh, stayed at an off campus training center and then we stayed at a hotel. Mm-hmm but we had a lot of memories together and, and that was really special to me. I feel like I, I was in the moment and appreciated everything yeah. more. I love that. And is that kind of something you're bringing into world? Are there a lot of overlap with, with teammates? Like are a lot of you going together? What's that like? And are you kind of carrying on that vibe of bonding and making the best of it? Yeah. So for world championships, we'll actually have 10 weights going instead of the six Olympic weights, but all six of the Olympians uh, were all committed to going I think for both women and um, men's freestyle. So that's really exciting. And then if you medaled, you're automatically on the team. So four of us are for sure on, on the team. Um, and that's, so it's just really nice. You know, you, you had such a special bond and so, so much team camaraderie. And it, it was such a special experience at this Olympics with this team. So to get to do this again with them is like, I'm so excited for it. 
Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. And I guess among all of you, or just you personally, like, is there anything specific from the Olympics that you're taking in, whether it's something, a specific lesson you learned, a specific area of focus, maybe something you want to mimic at worlds, just like, I know the, the bonding and everything you spoke to, but anything else specific that you're like, this worked really well for me in Tokyo, Mm -hmm. let's bring it to worlds. Yeah. I think being with um, my coach, Mark and the, the people that I trained with, the mindset that I was in. And I think also just, uh, I felt like I spent five years trying to get back to my old self and get back to my best wrestling, mm-hmm. um, after all the injuries and stuff. And I feel like it finally clicked at the Olympics. Cool. And, and so I don't feel like I'm like chasing, getting something back. I feel like I, I have something now and I get to just bring that with me and enjoy that. And so I'm, I'm just so happy. Like I'm yeah. really yeah. just content and at peace. And so I'm, I'm just excited to bring that into this tournament. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. I'm so excited for you. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about wrestling specifically. Obviously that is your sport. how did you get started? What was mm-hmm. the first moment for you? I started wrestling when I was seven years old. Um, my little brother had just joined and there weren't enough kids on the team. My, you know, the coach told my mom to not bring him back the following year and she didn't want to do that. So she just told me to jump in there and be his dummy. And after about two weeks, um, I went to my parents and I just said, it's not fair. Uh, you know, I'm doing everything the boys are doing, but they get to compete and I don't. And so my dad made a bet with me that if I won my first match, I could keep wrestling. And so that was my first match. The only match I won all year, I was one in 30, but I got to keep wrestling. There you go. Yeah. You won the one that counts. That's a great story. Yeah. I love that. Look at you now. Is your brother still wrestling? What's that like? No, he wrestled through high school and then, then you know, he just kind of went into the work field. There you um, go. You were like, let yeah. me, let me take over here, brother. I know. I know. <laughs> they knew I was the obsessive one. There you go. That's so funny. Well, going off of that, I guess, what was the moment that you knew this was a career that gold medals were on the table that trips to the worlds were like going to be your reality. When did that click for you? Was there a specific moment, a specific match? Tell me about that. Um, I, you know, I fell in love with wrestling from the get-go when I started, uh, women's wrestling wasn't even an Olympic sport. And so actually the next year, my, after my first year, my parents said, Hey, you know, we see that you really like this, but there's no future for you in the sport. And Mm -hmm. we don't want you to grow up wrestling boys. That's weird. So you just, you have to be, you have to stop now. So obviously my parents have said, okay. And then like two months later in the summer, is when they announced that women's wrestling was going to be added to the Olympics. And so my parents came back to me and they said, Hey, I guess there's a future for you now. If you want to do this, you can keep doing it. And so at that moment, I decided that I wanted to go to the Olympics because that was the reason why I was allowed to be in wrestling again. So very easy to say that when you're like seven, eight years old, you know, <laughs> but right. Yeah. But like, look at you now, you really, yeah. you, you got there and then you kept staying there, which is important. And we're going to talk about that. Before we get to that, what do you think is the most important skill that you've honed throughout your professional career? I mean, obviously goal setting is a good one that got you to the Olympics. What has maintained? I mean, I know you've been through a lot with injury and everything else. What do you think is that one skill that you owe kind of that success to? I think the one skill that I have that I would say I owe my success to is my ability to be vulnerable and sit with myself and be able to ask the most of myself, like something very deep. I'm constantly looking for what is that uncomfortable thing that I'm almost subconsciously, like don't even want to address or acknowledge. Mm -hmm. And then that's the thing that I search for. And that's the thing that I'll acknowledge and then address. And like, no, I know that if I, if I do this, like this will bring good results, not just for wrestling, but for me as a person. So I I would say that's my skill set. 
I was just gonna say that's one of my favorite things about all these interviews because there's always like things that start off as athlete advice that really we can just apply to everything, which I think is so great for listeners. So I'm glad that we're, that we're getting to that. And I think that's going to continue because I want to ask you um, about your resilience through injury. I think you're a great person to point to for this. Tell me about pretty much the interim between 2016 Olympics and the 2021 games. I know there was a lot. I'm wondering if you could tell us in your own words, what happened and how you got through it. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, there were a lot of injuries. Uh, Give us the abridged version. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of injuries in the last quad. I had multiple concussions, PTSD diagnosis, uh, multiple hospital hospitalizations for mental health, for the PTSD, for everything. And so, um, you know, I think that being in such a broken and kind of in such a rock bottom state um, really just catapulted me into prioritizing healing over everything else and health. And, um, you know, I think when you put that intention out into the world, then you're going to start being drawn to things that are, that are in line with that, right. That are for your healing, that are for your, your health and, and for your best self. And I really went on this beautiful healing journey and have learned a lot of different therapies and techniques and mental, emotional, uh, spiritual, physical things that have just helped me to, you know, to be where I want to be and, be healthy. So yeah. it's, been, it's been a really beautiful journey. That's, that's wonderful. And it's really cool to witness. And then flash forward 2021, you're in Tokyo, another medal. What is that? What did that win mean to you? How do you, how do you look back on that? That win was so special. It was such a dream come true because I think for the first time in my life, I really didn't take anything for granted and I appreciated everything. You know, times you can come away with the bronze and, you know, okay, I lost in my semifinals and two to one and no one scored an offensive point. And there's all these things I could maybe focus on and that could almost like tarnish that whole experience for me. And I just, I didn't want to do that. I, I was so grateful to be back and I was so grateful that I was able to win a medal and I just had so much peace. Like it's probably the most peace I've ever had. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tournament for sure. And a testament to everything you talked about before, like approaching this Olympics differently and really just enjoying that moment. You know what I mean? It's nice that that carries on and that you have a wonderful win for that. You know what I mean? You can kind of credit that in a, in a really beautiful way. I don't know. I, I can't get enough of it. I'm so glad we got to yeah. talk about that a little bit. I want to pivot a little bit. I know you do some work with an organization when we band together. I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that. Oh yeah, I love them. Oh, so when we band together, my friends made it actually um, a famous wrestler, his son and his wife. They started it. It's a nonprofit organization, and they provide uh, safe places for displaced people. Um, it started in 2015 when the with the Syrian refugee crisis in Greece, and um, you know that just started with they bought a bunch of tents and they were buying food and shelter and things, and then they decided that they wanted to build a center for the people to get out, get out of the, the, the camps and to be mm-hmm. able to have like resources, you know, music lessons, in, um, English lessons, guitar, uh, sports classes, wellness classes, yoga, all, pretty much whatever the refugees asked for, they would try and yeah. provide um, classes for that. And then they, the center, they turned it into a hospital during COVID and then they turned it back into um, a center again now for women and children. And now it's about 90% um, refugees from Afghanistan. And so I went in 2017 and then I just went back this summer after the Olympics and spent a couple of days there with the, with the women and children. And it was just amazing. And it was so eye-opening. These children will share their stories with you and it's heartbreaking. And then they're just at the same time, they're so, they're so resilient and they're yeah. just, it's, it 
they're, they're beautiful. Um, you know, so you just, you, you want them to have, you know, basic human rights and just also the right to life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anything, do you have any information on how we can get involved? If any listener wants to learn more or take action, any yeah. calls to action? Yeah, now? yeah, I do. Yeah. So if you go to, um, wwbt.org so when we band together.org okay. uh, you can donate there and then just okay. kind of a side note right now we're actually looking to um, expand the building but they're just so intentional about everything that they do like that organization they are able to run and provide services um, with like a quarter of the cost that other nonprofits use so and it's like other organizations and nonprofits are actually like copying this model because it's so effective and they also um and they're really trying to employ uh the women and the children the children there you know they they have people volunteer and they have it's very like interactive and it's really they're trying to help these people to raise up to to have like autonomy um over their over their lives and over the center so they're just it's incredible um but yeah so you can donate at wwbt.org and um just honestly spreading spreading this or sharing any other social that always helps too. Yeah. So, and even just listening, like really thank you for, for asking about that and bringing that up because just any type of awareness is, is very helpful. Yeah, no, I was so glad. And it's something that stuck out to me just from your Instagram, which I love. You're so fun on Instagram, by the way. But I, I noticed that from your page and I was like, I can't wait to just learn a little bit more because you can tell that you're so passionate about it. So I'm excited to hear it from your own words. And just like you said, just to, to spread it because it's a wonderful thing yeah. that the more eyeballs we have on those pages, the better. So yeah, thrilled yeah. to do that. Oh, great. Okay. The last Thank segment you. I have for you, Helen, every episode we wrap with a little bit of reflecting. We call this her reflections of the week. We go through our acronym. So H stands for something you're happy about in this moment. E stands for something that's giving you energy right now. I'm sure there's lots for you going into the world. Um, and then R is a mm. recent realization that you might've had. So happy, energized mm. realization, hit me. Okay. I'm so happy to be back wrestling and training and to be healthy. Um, and for people that I'm surrounded by what's giving me energy right now, you know, having the upcoming world championships to look forward to. And also I just bought my tickets to go back to, um, the refugee center after I'm going to teach wrestling there for a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, that's really exciting. And then, uh, what was it? Our realization. I've actually been having some really cool, just realizations about, you know, learning how to trust in myself more and, and yeah. trust in my intuition and to be kind to myself and just finding new ways to approach sport. Whereas before maybe it was performance-based and now it's like, mm-hmm. it's just different. So it's, yeah. it's very fun. Oh, I love it. That was the, that was the best <laughs> round of reflections you had in a minute. That was so great. Oh, you're so good at that. Oh my you. gosh. This has been so great. Obviously I know you're like on the go. It means the world to me that you could sit down for a little bit and join us today on the show. Good luck to you. We're going to be watching. We'll be rooting for you. So Oh, just thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. And I love what her stands for. That was, that was beautiful. And it was uh, so nice for me to also get that exercise. I'm like, wow, this is nice. Like, yeah. good, like intention setting. Right on. So, yes. Just a little reflection. We you. love it so much. We love you so much. Yeah. Thank you seriously for being here. We oh, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right, that does it, you guys. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to follow us on Spotify or subscribe where you listen to podcasts. A rate and review would be so great. You can find us on Instagram at her.blog.life. You can find me on Instagram at rachelmalik13. And you can find Helen on Instagram 
at Helen underscore Marulis. For blog posts, just go to herbloglife.online. And for behind-the-scenes videos of recordings like this one, just search Rachel Malik on YouTube. I should pop up. You can absolutely subscribe there as well. As always, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next Sunday for a special Mean Girls episode on October 3rd. I'm so excited, Allie. We will be back. That's all for now. I'm Helen Marulis. This has been the Her Life Blogcast.